Welcome to the Time for You podcast with Erin Woodruff, episode 79. My name is Erin, and my goal is to help you find time for yourself. Life gets busy, and we tend to lose ourselves in the mix of marriage, motherhood, and everything else. Let's rediscover your passions and make some time for you. Hey friends, welcome back to a new week and a new Monday. I really can't believe we're in the last week of September. This month has gone by so, so fast. The weather has definitely shifted this month and I am not really looking forward to winter, but this fall has been beautiful. So hopefully you still have been enjoying the last few tastes of the warm summer weather and the beautiful changes that come with fall. Today, I want to talk about giving and receiving feedback. This podcast is pretty personal to me right now. It's a compilation of a lot of lessons I've learned in the last few weeks. In the last few weeks, I've received a lot of feedback of things that I've been doing in my personal and my professional life. I've had to harness my skills of understanding and willingness to accept feedback, learn from it, and move towards things that I want to do differently in the future. Giving and receiving feedback is not really comfortable, but I do think it is so beneficial for us to learn as a skill how to give feedback and learn as a skill to receive feedback. So, which is why, hence why I'm doing this podcast episode. Most of us have never really been guided in a way how to give or receive feedback, so I want to share some tips and new ideas with you today that hopefully you can take and apply into your life regardless of your situations. We receive feedback from all sorts of channels. Feedback can come from a toddler screaming at you because you put grapes on their plate or you cut their sandwich in half. It can come from someone honking at you on the road. Feedback can be as subtle as a raised eyebrow from somebody. Or it can be more direct with actual written communication, like receiving an email from your boss on your performance or from a coworker. In one form or another, I have received feedback like this in all the ways I have received a lot of verbal, nonverbal, and written communication of feedback in the last few weeks, and it's not comfortable, but it is also very important. It helps me to reevaluate what I'm doing, and it allows me to become better. It allows me to work as a team player in my family better. It allows me to have better collaboration with my colleagues So I'm going to share a few tips on giving feedback and receiving feedback, and hopefully it can be extremely beneficial for you as you need to give and receive feedback with people in your life. First, let's start with giving feedback. I feel like for me, at least, this is a little bit easier because I have more control over what I'm saying, how I'm approaching it, and all the things. So first, I want to encourage you, when you're giving feedback, know your purpose. Keep things positive and constructive, and it helps to have a good reason why you're giving feedback in the first place. 
be aware that the result that you're hoping to achieve by giving this feedback might not happen. But when you can come from a place of genuine concern, it allows someone else to be much more receptive to the feedback you're giving. If someone can tell you're just being critical, they will never listen to you. So to know your purpose, ask yourself, why am I bringing this up at all? Why does this matter? And once you can get really clear on that, then move towards giving feedback. Number two, focus on the behavior and not the person. This can take a lot of practice, but it's super vital when giving healthy feedback. Feedback should target the behavior and not how someone looks, thinks, or who they are or what they believe. Instead, keep the conversation pointed at the situation needing discussed. Number three, focus on how the behavior affected you. This is important, especially if we're talking about feedback given to family members that live in the same household. Helping kids understand how their actions contribute to the larger ecosystem of the home is very valuable. This isn't about making anyone feel shame or blaming them, but it's an opportunity to educate and include, and uh, it allows the doors of empathy to be opened. Help them to see how what they're doing does actually affect the other family members. Number four, ask questions. By starting the conversation with questions, you can invite the other person into the discussion. Asking questions also allows you to assess their understanding of the situation and hear their point of view. There's been many times when someone brings something up to me and I already know what I've done wrong. And it helps the conversation to go smoother when I can offer my point of view and apologize in advance or offer a recorrection of my own behavior in advance. I've also been on the flip side when someone, when I approach someone with feedback and that's their response as well. So ask questions because some chances are someone might already know where they're lacking in their performance. Number five, be specific. Using specific detailed examples helps the receiver of the feedback to create a clear understanding of what the situation is and the behaviors that they need to change or continue. When you are specific, the conversation focuses on the exact problem or the circumstance that needs to be addressed rather than vaguely trying to point out something and hoping that they'll get the hint. Number six, be timely. Feedback is most useful when it's given as soon as possible after a certain behavior occurs. Addressing issues earlier on offers transparency and gives someone the chance to immediately put in place the necessary behavior changes to improve their efforts moving forward. I think we probably have all been in a situation where something happens and then it's weeks or months, maybe even years later, when someone says something and we wonder why they never addressed it sooner because we could have changed the outcome. So being timely is very important. However, I will add in here that if you are reacting to the behavior that's different than taking time to process and actually approaching giving feedback from a healthy place. 
So try not to be reactive, but rather than give yourself the space to step back and go back to step one, figure out your why. Why does this matter in the first place? And lastly, number seven, be aware of the moment. The best time to deliver feedback is not when emotions are high, and that's just what I was talking about. Being timely is important, but if your emotions are too high, it can get confused with the feedback you actually want to give and your emotions of the situation. It's best to wait for a moment when the receiver is more open to hearing feedback and that you are in the right emotional state to give it constructively and helpfully. So let's move on to receiving feedback. This is just as important as giving feedback, but maybe even more important for you to be ready to receive feedback because sometimes we don't know when it's going to come. I can definitely say that the feedback I have received in the last few weeks, a lot of it I was not expecting and it kind of came out of the blue and it caught me off guard, which added to my discomfort. But I was also extremely aware that... It was important and healthy and good for me to observe my own behavior as I was processing through all this feedback. Number one for receiving feedback is ask for feedback often. If you ask for the feedback, it eliminates that surprise when you receive it. So you can be more open to using the advice given to learn and improve. When you're asking for feedback, ask open-ended questions from those that you trust and who accurately evaluate your performance, whether it's at work or at home. Some opportune times to ask for feedback might be at the start of a new employment or right after you complete a project or after a family event, after you give a presentation, or if you attend a party. Ask people for feedback about their interactions with you. Ask feedback from your kids, from your spouse, from your parents, your siblings, and other friends. There are so many ways we can ask for feedback. Number two, be receptive to constructive feedback. Try to use all forms of feedback positively. Think of ways to change your behavior that might lead to better results. If you are unsure of where to start, ask for suggestions. And on this note, just because someone's giving you feedback doesn't mean their feedback is necessarily right. They see your actions, but interpret them through their own perceptual lens and screens of life experiences. Listen to understand. Practice all the skills of an effective listener, including using body language and facial expressions that encourage the other person to talk. Get all the feedback that you can gather from them. Summarize and reflect what you hear. Your feedback provider will appreciate that you are really hearing what they're actually saying. But to lean on the side of caution, a rule of thumb that I like to remind myself and to encourage others is don't accept feedback from someone you wouldn't ask advice from. There are so many people that give us feedback that it's not constructive or positive, and we would never seek them out for advice. So if they are giving you unsolicited feedback, it's not helpful, ask yourself, 
Would I ask advice from this person on my life's choices, on my work choices? And if the answer is no, then really, really look at their feedback under a lens and decide whether or not you want to keep it, whether or not their feedback is helpful for you at all. Number three, take time to process the feedback. You might need some time to reflect on what you heard before you make the necessary changes or before you respond. Try to listen intently to the feedback given and process it thoroughly by writing it down or using it to create goals. This tactic is helpful when you are trying to track your progress for improvement, moving towards changing a behavior. When you allow yourself to take time to process feedback, try to control your defensiveness. This is so natural and it's one of the most natural responses because no one wants to be told that they're wrong. And so you will automatically feel defensive towards yourself. And that is normal. That is totally fine. Just know that it's coming and that you are not in any physical harm. Check with others to determine the reliability of their feedback. If only one person is saying something to you, it might just be him or her and not you. Ask other people for their opinions also. If you do find yourself becoming defensive or hostile, practice stress management techniques such as taking deep breaths or, and letting it out slowly. It's also very helpful to just grab a piece of paper and start writing down every single thing that's coming into your mind. Everything that you're thinking without a filter. Don't have judgment towards any of this because when we're feeling defensive or hostile, we need to allow ourselves to process through that emotion and writing things down, writing how we're thinking and feeling is one way to do that. Just like giving feedback, It's the same with receiving feedback. If you really disagree with what they're saying or you feel angry or upset and want to dissuade the other person of their opinion, wait until your own emotions are under control to reopen the discussion. You don't have to react to the feedback that they're giving. You can allow yourself to sit in that discomfort, the anger, the disagreement, the hostility, the anger, all of that. And wait till you're in a better emotional state to reopen the discussion with that person. Number four, be willing to grow. Think of feedback as an opportunity to grow rather than criticism about your current performance or about who you are as an actual person. Growth helps you improve, advance, and achieve your goals. Be approachable. People avoid giving feedback to people who are not approachable. Your openness to feedback is obvious through your body language, facial expressions, and your demeanor in general. Number five, own your mistakes and move forward. Success involves learning from your setbacks too. And I can tell you this much, as an entrepreneur, I've never failed so much in my life. I've never cried so much about my own failure in my life. I have never been so discouraged in my life. But it's also allowed me to really lean into that discomfort of this is a mistake. This was my fault. I'm owning it and I'm moving forward despite it. Acknowledging that you made a mistake, 
forgive yourself and decide to try and do things differently moving forward. Try to suspend judgment. We all make mistakes. And in learning the views of your feedback provider, you will learn more about yourself and how your actions are interpreted by other people. Ask questions to clarify to make sure that you are understanding the feedback and that you can learn from your own mistakes and move forward. Ask for examples. Maybe they're not specific in their feedback, but you know that when you have a specific example, you can change specific behaviors. And number six, be thankful for the feedback. Thank the person who offered you feedback to show them that you not only listened and understood them, but you also accepted what they said. As we've already talked about, giving feedback isn't easy either. Try to share your ideas for improvement. Maybe it's your ideas of how they could improve in giving feedback, but also how you're going to take their current feedback and apply it so you can implement changes to be a better spouse, a better sister, a better friend. By voicing your appreciation, you show others that you are welcoming their feedback and they will be more willing to approach you in the future. Remember that only you have the right and the ability to decide what to do with the feedback that you receive from others. Again, try not to take it personally on who you are as a person, but also understand that you might have behaviors that could be different. You as a person, you are whole, you're complete, you're awesome, you're amazing, and sometimes you make mistakes. Try to show your appreciation for the person giving you feedback. They will feel encouraged and believe it or not, you do want to encourage feedback. Because any of us, if we think we don't want feedback, that keeps us stuck in a fixed mindset. It keeps us stuck where we currently are. It doesn't allow us for growth. It doesn't allow us for change. And if you're still listening to this podcast, my guess is that you actually do want to grow. You do want to be better. You do want to seek after feedback because you know that is one way to become better. And the last thing I'm going to say is, and I've already said it, and that is giving feedback is scary. The other person never knows how you are going to react. So when you can collect all of your emotions, you can receive the feedback and be poised and confident with yourself and recognize that maybe you do have room for growth. This will allow such a better relationship bridge to be open for you and the person giving you feedback. I hope that this episode was very helpful for you. I'm going to include all of these tips in the show notes so you don't have to type them up. You can just copy and paste them into a note or a doc or whatever it is so you can look back and you can reflect on how you can be better at giving and receiving feedback. My challenge for you this week is to focus on how you currently give or receive feedback. Just focus on one. You don't need to do both. Whichever one feels the least amount of intimidating to you. 
And just observe, how are you currently giving feedback to people right now? Do you do it verbally, non-verbally, written? Do you not give any feedback? Because I promise you do, you might just not be aware of it. The more you become aware of it, the more you'll be able to change it as well. Just become aware of how you currently give or receive feedback. Just observe observe yourself and see what you can learn. I hope you all have a wonderful week and enjoy the rest of September. Talk to you next Monday. Did you know your personality will affect how you make time for yourself? I've created a free quiz for you to take to see where you fall on the introvert-extrovert spectrum. Go to erinwoodruffcoaching.com and take the quiz today.